How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 19 of the Great British Chief Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, aka the Brit Chief, and Arrow Headlines editor Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I will be previewing the week one matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Plus, we'll be introducing our fun new regular segments for the coming season. But first, mate, we're here on a Wednesday. We are. You're not very happy considering that football starts this week. The Chiefs are playing <laughs> in a matter of days. The Chiefs are playing in four days. And you're like, hello, welcome to the Great Bits Chiefs. I'm Bradley Simcox. Mate. This is my friend Tom. Like, come on. Are you still hungover from our weekends? Like, you, were down, a little bit. you were down in my neck of the woods this weekend. We had a lovely time. You tried coming out clubbing with us and you abandoned me you went back into my hometown and left me and Milton Keynes all on my own uh, because you didn't want to dance with people 20 and 30 years younger than yourself that's Seven, absolutely it was fine. 17 mate that's what they were <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> I had to get out of there quick <laughs> uh, people were looking at you saying oh that bloke really looks like my dad um but no it's <laughs> somebody's dad's in the corner <laughs> yeah no it's fine it's fine you ditched me it's okay I'm over it we're here football stuff starts in a few days time but i'm gonna do my own but first okay. on the last show we promised a song we promised a Indeed. song for the people that left us a review in between our last few shows and people did come out and leave a review so thank you to the people that left a review to celebrate here's a song now to be clear this song <laughs> I'm so scared. We're going to lose so many. We might lose so many. You've been working listening. on this. You've been working on this for two weeks. <laughs> so people are going to think this is either the best thing they've ever heard or quite possibly the worst. I played it to Pete a few days ago and he said it was terrifying. Okay, so this is the song. Um, I used a website called Mellow Bites to do it. And it is a song. Merely reading the reviews that was left for us. So I so you haven't I, you haven't written this. You haven't written. No, no, this I'm I'm not. No, I put the lyrics into this AI, and this AI has created a song. And so you put the review, the actual review, into in, a song. Yeah, and let's see what comes up. Well, I know what comes up, but here you go. Is I, I hope you enjoy. Stop lying. I don't want to listen to it again. Stop <laughs> it. I never want to listen to it again. This passion is spectacular. That cost me seven pounds. I was trying my hardest to find an AI to do it, and the only one I could find I had to pay for. It cost me seven pounds. And do you know what? It asked it asked you for genres that you wanted, and that's meant to be hip hop. <laughs> 
the hip hop Dalek version, is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there we are. There's well, there's the song. There is the I song. Hope, I, I hope the listeners promise. enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gone. All of them. All gone. <laughs> Every single one. Um, it's safe to say that we won't be doing that ever again <laughs> no I, I think we'll uh, we'll knock that one on the head i think mate. yeah <laughs> i think we'll be lucky if we're back next week to record a show <laughs> mate, i can't believe you've spent seven pound on that yeah that's for, that, for the that american dollars that's about yeah 11 12 dollars for the american oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's more expensive than an album <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Spotify when you've got us, eh? <laughs> well, mate, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, fair play. You kept to your promise. I did. You? I did. You gave the listeners what they wanted, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, well, anyway, um, <laughs> let's let's get on to this this week because it, it is it is an exciting week. Have you got anything planned? Are you, have you got your beers and snacks and everything like that sorted? Is a phone off the hook? You know, have you booked Monday off work? Has you told the other half? Yeah. It's, don't bother me. <laughs> um, this ga- this particular time slot, the the three twenty five or the nine twenty five to us over here, in my opinion, is the perfect time slot for football. Yeah, because you get the the noon games, the six o'clock games over here. You can sit, chill out, watch Red Zone, just get used to football being back. The kids are normally up for the first hour. Then at seven o'clock, they go to bed. Then you can just chill out, watch that, eat your food, and then you're like, you've really got like your football juices going at this point when it gets to like half nine, then half nine, the chiefs come on and the game still ends at a reasonable time. It's done by half 12, one o'clock. So for me, this, this game slot is the most perfect. I'm going to go easy on the beer because if I end up turning every Sunday into a drinking session, then I might find myself in a meeting or two in a few, in a few uh, years time. So I'm going to, I'm going to knock that on the head, I think. And um, yeah, just sit, chill, enjoy the game. What about you? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's the build-up, isn't it? I think you can watch the six o'clock games with a bit of like you know excitement, thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh, the main event's coming on now." Yeah, you know, you're waiting for the Chiefs game, the main event. Yeah, I'll probably have a beer or two. I won't go wild, I don't think, because I, I want to keep an eye on what is actually going on because we waited so long <laughs> yeah. for football. We've got to just pass out. I hope you've heard. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come on to uh, next Tuesday or next Wednesday show, and we're gonna be like, "Oh, so what? What did you think of the game, uh, Tom?" I don't know, I blacked out. I blacked <laughs> out, yeah. <laughs> Can't remember it. I'll watch it now in 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, let's, uh, should we have a quick talk about the game? Yeah, let's do it. We're, we're here to, we're here to preview now, the yeah. Cleveland Browns. We, going forward, we're going to have like a hybrid show from next week where we're going to talk about the previous game and the looking ahead to the next game but obviously we haven't got anything to review at the moment so let, let, let's spend a little bit longer than we normally would on previewing the upcoming game yeah let's do that let's let's not review our uh, weekend away mate let's not do that no. right well uh obviously there's uh there's a lot of uh talk in this game because obviously it's Patrick Mahomes versus uh Baker Mayfield again and there's been a lot of talk and hype regarding the Browns this season as well being one of the uh the big teams to kind of focus on this year um and the fact that they'll probably focus in on the fact that they want to avenge their defeat to the Chiefs it's a tasty matchup and we've already highlighted this as being one of the big games to watch in our first five weeks for the Chiefs as well yeah. which is um 
you know, something we've highlighted in previous shows that this is this is really kind of the business end already for the mm-hmm. Chiefs this year um, in, in, in this schedule. Have the, have the Browns really improved this year? Is it, or is it all just, you know, smoke and mirrors on their part and, and they're just looking back at the championship game thinking they're there or thereabouts now? Yeah, I we had this conversation on the last show about the Browns and like how, and I voiced my opinion, how I feel like they're in a tier, a third tier of a few AFC teams. And I do feel like they're entrenched in that. I do feel like, also feel like they're, they are below the Bills and even further below the Chiefs. And like if you're the Browns and you're looking at the the playoff game, the divisional game back in January, like mm. you were playing Chad Henney for a quarter and a half of that game. Like my homes went out of that game early and it was still really close. They had enough opportunities there to win that game, including like not letting Chad Henney run for a third and 13 and then letting the Chiefs convert a fourth and inches. Like you don't do that. You're driving to go and win the game. Mm. Like it's just I feel I like the Browns and I don't want to dunk on them. Yeah. But You've said this are, before about the Browns, yeah. But they are I feel like they are massively overhyped because the media, the NFL world is so desperate to find mm. a rival for the Chiefs. And this is this is gonna sound so arrogant. I really hope no Browns fans listen to this because if we do lose on Sunday, we're gonna get so all sorts of DMs <laughs> and messages sent our way and all sorts of playbacks because that has happened in the past. But um the Browns have improved. Obviously, they've improved defensively. They've bought in some guys. They've bought in Troy Hill, John Johnson. They've drafted Greg Newsom. They've bought in Jadevian Clowney. And despite the sacks not being there for Clowney, the pressure certainly were. So him playing on that defensive line with Miles Garrett will surely make them better. But it's what they can do offensively. Like, they are very good at running the football. Like, very, very yeah, good. Probably the best in the league. That two-headed monster of Chubb and Kareem Hunt is... Out of this world, good. Like it's the best running game we've seen since Thomas Jones and Jamal Charles in 2010. Like there's a little nod to the past there, <laughs> whether that's actually true or not. But you know, um, and whether that's true or not, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I like the Browns. I feel like they have improved. I just feel like the Chiefs have also improved enough that this game could get out of hand. But at the same time, we wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs didn't come out in first, second gear, maybe only got into third gear and then didn't take it up a notch from there. And there's a close game come the end of it. Um, it could go, it could be one of those. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at obviously the records from both teams last season, um, Browns were 11 and five. And I think they, didn't they finish third in their division and got through the wild cards, was it? Potentially, yeah. They they definitely got through the wild card because they had to beat the Steelers last week to get into it, didn't That's they? And right, then they did. and then they faced the Steelers the following week and absolutely obliterated them in the playoffs. They did. I remember that now. I remember that. Um so you know, they they, they didn't have obviously the easiest route in. Um, but apparent, apparently they did have the fourth easiest strength of schedule last season. Mm-hmm. Which um I mean, I don't know, I don't I don't know if you take strength of schedule as being a, a thing. I know it's been quite a contentious thing in some of our chats about, mm-hmm. you know, the strength of schedule, how do you actually measure it and what's it all about, you know? But um, I mean, if the, if that is, if that holds some truth, obviously the fourth easiest strength of schedule and the Chiefs apparently had the 14th easiest last year as well. Yeah. You start seeing a bit of a divide there, a bit of a gulf in, 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 in class, don't you? And yeah. I think you're right. I think looking at this Browns team or what they achieved last year, it kind of reminded me of that year when the uh, the Jags 
went on a bit of a run, didn't they? And they got to, I think, didn't they get the AFC Championship game against the Patriots? They did, yeah. yeah. And it, it was a bit like, oh, this is it. The Jags have arrived. Mm. And the Browns need to be careful on this because, yes, they're riding this nice wave at the minute. And it's great to see, obviously, the Browns being, um, you know, the team that everyone's talking about at the moment. But they need to be careful because the Jags really did kind of dive bomb from that point forward, didn't they? Yeah, that's that's tough, though. That's tough on the Browns. Like, as much as I want to agree with you, because it would be funny, like, you're talking about Blake Bortles and Baker Mayfield here. And I know you haven't got, like, the greatest opinion of Baker Mayfield, but to compare him and Blake Bortles would just be out of order. Like, it has to be out of order. Like, and it's unfair on the... Unfair on the um, unfair on the uh, Browns and like looking at that Jags team yes they were loaded on on D but offensively they weren't that great it all ran through Leonard Fournette where the Browns are a little bit more balanced they have the two running backs but also they've got weapons in uh, pass catching as well in OBJ Jarvis Landry Austin Hooper there are there are guys there that can catch the football and especially create yards after the catch so I don't I don't agree with that entirely and back to the strength of schedule thing you could only beat who's in front of you that's mm-hmm. that like that's, that's it. True. That you you cannot do any more than beat who's in front of you. So to sit there and say, oh well, they only had the four, they had the fourth easiest schedule. That's not their fault. That no. it isn't. It wasn't their fault. Like they they play in a tough division. Yes, the Bengals are rubbish, but the Steelers are a good team. The Ravens are a good team. Like they know that four games a year, they're going to have to absolutely bring it if they want to be in the, in the division conversation. So them to get to 11 and five and to improve as much as they did, especially under a first year coach in Kevin Stefanski, then they've done really, really well. Getting that playoff win. We know how important that is. We know from experience how important it is. Like we all still talk about that 2015 win against the Texans because it was so long. It was so special for us to go out and win a game like that. And the Browns did it last year. They got their playoff win. I hope they build on it because it would be interesting to see more AFC teams come and like have a go at the Chiefs. It would it would would make it fun, but mm. right now you are right when they have to be careful against com- being complacent. But I don't think they are going to be. I still think they're going to be a good side. Okay. Uh, incidentally, just um, while we're on the strength of schedule, who's got the e- easiest strength of schedule this year? You're going to say the Cleveland Browns? No, it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the books. Of course, it's the books. Tom Brady led books. Easiest strength of schedule yet again. What and, a surprise. And he comes into week one with Dallas Cowboys missing all of their offensive lines. So Dak's going to get murdered on. Basically, what happens to Mahomes on in the Super Bowl is going to happen to Dak on Thursday night. So if I'm the Cowboys, <laughs> if that offensive line isn't, isn't in shape, I don't send Dak out there. I just no. don't. I don't. Like, with, all his, with his injury issues and his shoulder problems, just give him another week. Like, it's not worth it because the, the, we've seen what the Bucks' defensive line can do to a depleted offensive line. We know better than anyone else what they can do. And if yeah. they're missing Zach Martin and a couple of other guys, what's the point? There is no point. <laughs> There's no point. There don't is no Just, just send Zeke out there. Zeke and whoever the backup quarterback is and let them be the sacrificial lambs. Like, let them get eaten up by that horrifically good Bucks D-line. Don't, don't let Dak be that guy. Come on. He's already missing. Zeke is a wild cat. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah. Zeke is a wild card. <laughs> Just yeah. go out there, son. Off you go. Go on. Do do whatever you need to. Go Zeke's going to have 300 carries for negative five <laughs> yards on Thursday night football. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking obviously to uh, the 2021 season, um, I've been obviously having a bit of. A, I've been I've been doing a bit of research. I think you'll you'll find Tom 
Lovely. for the first time in, in a while, I've been doing a bit of research yeah. on this. Um, I found that um, ESPN had placed the Browns at number two overall in the power rankings and the Chiefs at number four. Who wrote the rankings? Well, I, I don't really want to name names. <laughs> no, please do. Please do. Please do. No, because I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> so your research has flaws. Um, it has it flaws. Was, whoever it was, I'm sure there was some logic behind it. I'm sure it was yeah. bad logic, whatever it was. But no, no. I, I just yeah. don't see how you can. Like We've just ran power rankings at AP yesterday. We finally brought them back. Like That's my little baby. Although like the rankings themselves are decided by... Uh, an average of people's scores in all the Arrowhead Pride teams. Well, except you. Um, yeah. <laughs> little dig there. I never got asked this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you in next week. I'll bring you in next week. Oh, we, we ran we ran rankings yesterday, and um, the hot topic was the number one spot because we actually had the Chiefs and the Bucks tied in the rankings. Really? Like, yeah. So in the scoring system, they were uh, they were equal, yeah. but I made the executive decision because it's my it's my thing that I was going to go with like the Bucks as number one, because that's who I had ranked as number one. And I had the yeah. Chiefs number two, but in a nutshell, four of us had Bucks ranked number one. The other four had the Chiefs ranked number one. And in the Slack, in the DMs, it was a big conversation. It went on, it went on for a little while as to why the Chiefs should be number one, why the Bucks were not. And I was trying to defend my decision and others were trying to defend their logic as to why the Chiefs should be number one. But I'm just interested to get your take on it. Like right now, if you had to do a power rankings of the league, are you like, I know where you're going. This is such a stupid question. Do you think it's right to have the Bucks number one or are you going to elevate the Chiefs to number one before we even play it down? I might surprise you because I'll actually say that whoever the Super Bowl champion is previously, they've got to be number one at the beginning of the season. I agree. That's my view on it. Yeah. Especially when they bring everyone back. Exactly. But also added that added into that, when you look at the fact that Tampa Bay have got the easiest schedule out of everybody, then it's got to be them, hasn't it? Surely. If they've got the easiest schedule and the current Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And yeah. they destroyed and, the Chiefs last time we played them. Yeah, exactly. They played us. Um, I think you've got to put them above the Chiefs, but only slightly. Yeah, and it is only slightly. It's almost yeah. a coin flip. Don't get me wrong. If the Bucks come out and play poorly on Thursday night and then the Chiefs destroy the Browns next week, the Chiefs are going back to number one. That, yeah. There's no doubt that, about that. They will go to number one. But it's hard to, it's, for me, it's hard to justify putting the Chiefs uh, further up than the, the Bucks when there's still so many like assumptions to be made about the Chiefs. Like We are all assuming that the O-line is going to be a great going to be great we don't know it's going to be we are assuming that fact where we know what the bucks are we know the bucks are a terrific defense with a terrific offense that with receivers galore with the greatest quarterback of all time on the center let's let's not we have to admit it he is the greatest quarterback of all time so it's like it's not outworldly to sit there and say well the bucks deserve their number one spot but at the same time i do get some of the logic with the Chiefs being number one, but I just can't bring myself to it at the moment. Not, not, not yet. Quite, no. Not quite yet. Well, I mean, let's have a look at some of the stats to try and kind of back that up as well, as well I suppose. Um, mm. I mean, the Chiefs offensive unit apparently is, um, it, it's, it's ranked fifth overall. Well, according to the same rankings? According to the same ranking, the Chiefs okay. offensive unit is ranked fifth overall. Mm-hmm. The Browns offensive unit is third overall. Okay. How right. do you work that one out? Yeah, exactly. Uh, even though ESPN actually, ESPN actually stated the Chiefs would be the highest scoring team in the season, 
Yeah. They put the Chiefs at fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how so this that is, works. This is, this is Mike Clay. Here we go. So I know I know what I call this is now. Um, I don't get the logic of ranking a, a team like the Browns ahead of the Chiefs when it comes to offense because, yes, pieces are important. It's important yeah. to have depth. It's important to have people like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, OBJ, Austin Hooper. It's really important to have those guys. But the most important one of the lot of them is Baker Mayfield. He is Mm -hmm. the most important because we've seen time and time again that you need the quarterback to do well in this league for the most part. Unless you play for a team that schematically gets it absolutely spot on, like a Carl Shanahan-led team, you need the quarterback. But the Chiefs have that quarterback. They have the most talented quarterback in the league right now. So surely Patrick Mahomes' value is worth so much more than Baker Mayfield's that it's impossible to rank Patrick Patrick Mahomes-led offense fifth. Like you could put Patrick Mahomes and a bunch of nobodies at receivers and I will still have him in the top three because of Patrick Mahomes. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers is always ranked so highly. Like Mm -hmm. in the past, he's gone through a few seasons without great receivers, but he's still ranked highly because he's Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, every offensive snap goes through Aaron Rodgers. Every offensive snap goes through Patrick Mahomes. At some point in that play, Patrick Mahomes will have the ball in his hands and he can dictate where it goes. That for me is far more valuable than the two guys behind him and far more valuable than the guys he's thrown the ball to. So for them to turn around and say, oh, yeah, they've got a higher ranked offense than the Chiefs, that's just rubbish. It is just rubbish. I honestly think that's where it's coming from there is the fact that the Chiefs haven't really got a clear WR2 at the minute. Yeah, but I think that's it, probably what they have. They have got a wide receiver too. His name is no. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> He's like, come on. If we're, talking, if we're going on my same logic, which I was just talking about, Tyreek Hill, WOR1 versus Jarvis Landry and OBJ as they're like two top receivers. Tyreek Hill blows them out of the water. If we're going yeah. like for like, Travis Kelsey versus Austin Hooper, who's winning that? Yeah. Exactly. And then you've got the extra wild card, and this is the ultimate wild card in this. Andy freaking Reid. Like, let's come on. Like, let's go. We've got the, the best offensive mind in the league. Like, for me, to, for them to turn around and say, oh, the Chiefs are ranked fifth. fifth. And still, fifth. 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 <laughs> going into this season. Like, come on. We used to run a thing on our old show. Like, what was it? Takes on takes. And yeah. um, we used to have, like, clown emojis coming across. Like, this, this, this belongs with that. Uh, this whole, this seriously, this whole article, this whole thread of whatever I've actually read from ESPN, it's 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 full of corkers and stuff like this. I mean, if you think that's bad, listen to this: the, the Chiefs' defense, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, no, I'll give you the Browns' defense, right? Def- defensive unit of the Browns, sixth overall. Okay. Have a guess what the Chiefs' defensive unit is. Twenty second. I've got it in the show notes in front of me. <laughs> you, you could have just played along with that, Tom. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. <laughs> 22nd. Well done, mate. Spot on. Um, yeah, that one I have no. I, I I don't have as much problem with that as you think. Like for me, like the Chiefs defense is better than 22nd, 100 percent We all know it is. They've got Tyron Matthew, they've got Chris Jones, they've got Spags, they've got um more speed at linebacker. They're, they're going to be better across all levels. We 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 firmly believe that. Yeah. But they're not like historically good, 
are they? They're not not they're not like Patrick Mahomes and, and Co. So yes, yeah. you could make an argument for the Chiefs defensive unit being top 10. Am I losing sleep over it? Absolutely not. But for Mahomes and Co to be ranked fifth, that that that's miles worse. Miles but, worse. But to be the top scoring team in the NF, in the NFL this season. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> it falls a down straight away with that, doesn't it? All right, mate, I think we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be doing a new segment called Put My Money Where Your Mouth Is. And we'll also be giving you our ones to watch in the game between the Chiefs and the Browns. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. We're going to bring a, a bit of a segment in, which we, we've used before, haven't we, in our old podcast days, mate? It's mm-hmm. called uh, Put My Money Where Your Mouth Is. Not put your money where my mouth is, is what Brad said originally, which is rather rude. <laughs> edited that out. So. <laughs> Stop bringing stuff up, Tom. Jeez. <laughs> So the the uh, the whole idea around this is Tom and I place a bet each, just a little, just a little small bet each. But the idea is we've got to win that other person money, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but we, I mean, we've done that in the past, and I don't think we've actually won anything, have we? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so it's probably going to be a good segment this, but but to add a bit of, a bit of spice to it as well. Throughout the season, obviously, we're going to do this each week and we're going to give you our kind of top bet uh, from me and Tom. Um, and at the end of the season, whoever wins the other person the most money wins. And gets to keep the lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gets to keep the lot. So we do have minimum odds on this, minimum odds of three to one. Um, yeah. We have to reach that threshold. We have to place at least three different parts for each bet. We are limited this week, though. Because we're recording earlier than we ever have done, we can't do the prop bets that we really want to do. So, because they haven't all been released yet, not in the UK anyway. So we no. we are a bit limited. We're going to try and get around this 
um, going forward. Like for now, we're just going to have to put up with what we've done for this first week. But going forward, yep. we're going to try and make the bets slightly more interesting because we do want the odds to be a little bit greater than they currently are. We want to get into the realms of like, 50 and 40 to one we want we want we want the big wins don't we i want to win brad lots of money basically so I i'll go first i've just done the free parter the free part on chiefs versus browns so i've gone for the over on the points which is 54 and a half i've gone for the chiefs to cover which is six and a half because i do fancy a blowout i'm not gonna lie and <laughs> then i've got from the chiefs dominating from start to finish leading at half time and leading at full time given the odds of the minimum threshold of three to one and i've put 10 pounds on it for you brad so if that comes oh. in there's 30 quid already on the board for you nice. um, if, if it comes in and i i for once fancy my chances yeah it's a, that sounds like a safe bet mate yeah, yeah it's not a daft bet that is it no it's not like, you know, I don't know, putting Nicole Hardman for 10,000 yards in the season or something, is it? <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing that crazy. Um, all right. How about this one? I've only done one bet, but it's. Uh, I think this is quite a safe one. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill both to get 100-plus receiving yards against the Browns. Ooh. And that is actually a 5-1 to one bet. 5-1, to one, so you can win me £50. I like it. £50. I like it. I like it. Well, £60, so, pounds, really. Um, well, um, yeah, you get a £10, £10 back, I suppose, yes. don't you? So, yeah, I think I think, I think think all those bets are quite safe bets, I would say. So, uh, congratulations on winning money, mate. And Thank you very much. And well. to you. And to you. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. If you do make bets on the football, like we do like having that conversation. Like I know betting is becoming more streamlined and more mainstream when it comes to American football now, obviously, over here in the UK with our sports, it's been part of the sports culture for decades now, but it's just starting to make its way into the mainstream of American sports culture. But yeah, we like the conversations. If you've made a yeah. bet this weekend, send us it. Like, we'd be interested. We It's a conversation I like having. So at Tom Charles 56 and at Brick Chief UK, if you want to send us your bets. And bet responsibly. Should we go into our ones to watch this weekend as well mm-hmm. from both the Browns and obviously the Chiefs side? We've both picked a player each from both teams. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. So um, for the Browns side, I'm really interested in seeing how this Chiefs O-line handles this player. And I've gone for Miles Garrett. Good especially player. at the uh, left defensive end side as well. which. Yeah, he's a good player. and uh, Dangerous he, with he, a helmet he, in his hand. <laughs> yeah, if he takes his helmet off, run. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it'd be interesting, obviously, if he's on that left side, will he, he'll, he'll be facing... Uh, who'll be facing on that left? On the Chiefs' right all-line side. Lucas Niang. Welcome to the NFL, be. rookie. Wow. Um, that's that's a big one to start off with, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I've, I've looked at Miles Garrett on this one, because I think... Everything's been uh, leaning towards this it must drastically improve Chiefs O-line. But when you're going against somebody like Miles Garrett, yeah, you're going to want to try and test that O-line out really yeah. straight from the off, aren't you? Yeah, he was gassed when he played the Chiefs. You could tell he was absolutely knackered come that playoff yeah. game because they, they, the Browns put so much responsibility onto him defensively that mm. he was playing basically every snap. And when it comes to the second half of the Chiefs game, he could barely stand on his feet. He he was done. They've obviously got some help now with Jadeveon Clowney. So there's like two guys now that the Chiefs really have to worry about on that defensive line. Obviously, they lost Sheldon Richardson, which is makes the Chiefs' mm. um, life a little bit easier. But Lucas Nian couldn't have asked for... Um, 
a much harder opening opponent than than Miles Garrett. It'd be interesting to see if any uh, running back protection help gets sl- uh, slid towards um, Niang's side or whether they try running potentially at Garrett with uh, pulling linemen and stuff. It'd, it'd be interesting to see how they handle that because I do think the Chiefs are going to try and come out and run the football on, on Sunday. So um, you think? You think? No, yeah, actually, yeah, I do. I, do. I don't think they're going to come out pass happy. I think they're going to come out and try and run the football and and exude some dominance early on on that offensive line. So, yeah, Miles Garrett, he's going to have a big role in this game, um, either deciding it better or for worse for the Browns. So, yeah, that's a really good pick for their mm. uh, Browns. Um, for my side for the Browns, I've gone for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm, I'm here for the renaissance of OBJ's career. I, I am. I just, I feel like it needs to happen. Because yeah, he's been a on, bit quiet recently, hasn't he? On his day, like he's a bit of a plonker, but on his <laughs> day, he is so entertaining. He yeah. really is. Like just not just for his play, for his celebrations, for like getting into scuffles with other players. He's just the league oh, is better God. for <laughs> what was that? I was just thinking the Josh Norman days. Exactly. They were so Josh much Norman. fun. Wow. Yeah, when God, Josh yeah. Norman was good and when OBJ was good, that was phenomenal. Josh Norman like, was never good, mate. He was. He was. <laughs> it's um, it, it just makes for a better league when OBJ is playing well. And so I'm here. I am here for him to be good. And I think it might be the year. It's just, let's see if they let Baker throw some more. Let's let, let's get OBJ involved a little bit. Let's, let's, let's have some fun with OBJ because, yeah, when he's playing well, I love it. Yeah, I, I agree. It was one of those. It was it was the poster boy, wasn't he? Really, for he the was. He was the poster boy before Mahomes. Yeah, let's be honest. He like over here, right? Everyone had heard of Odell Beckham Jr. since oh, as soon yeah. as he made that catch to Dallas against Dallas, he was all over UK sports news because mm. it was well, it's phenomenal. And I I know you shouldn't live off just one play, but for a good couple of years after that, he backed it up and yeah. kept producing the spectacular. And maybe because of injuries or getting traded to the Browns or whatever, it just hasn't been the same for him for two or three years. But let's let's hope he can get back to OBJ of old. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I, we all like watching exciting players, so yeah, OBJ is is actually a good one to uh, to pick there. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. On the Chiefs side, I've gone for uh, I've actually gone for another defensive player actually this this week. Um, Nick Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Brad's going for Nick Bolton yet again, but I think there's been a bit more emphasis on Nick Bolton this week because obviously with Willie Gay out, um, he's not going to be playing, is he, against the Browns? So I'm all here for Nick Bolton's season. I, this is it now. This is where he has to really kind of uh, dominate in this in this game and, and assert his authority in being a main starter in this team because um, from what I've seen of, of, of his college tapes, I'm really excited to seeing him. He's he's, yeah. he's a quick guy. He's a quick thinker. Um, he he really messes messes up uh, of, uh, offensive lines um, with the way he plays. And I'm just really excited to see. It. I'm 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 sad in a way because I really like Willie Gay, and a lot of us do, and we really want to see Willie Gay back as soon as possible. But I'm also really excited to see Nick Bolt because I see a lot in this kid, and, and I'm not normally right about rookies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the rookies that I've kind of pinned my hat onto, <clears throat> Darwin Thompson, um, have not really kind of materialised. But um, I've got a sneaky suspicion that Nick Bolton's going to be the good one. It could have been a better opponent for him, really, yeah. because you're talking about a team that's going to like to run the football. You've got two running backs there that they like to use. 
um, almost as much as they can. So we know that Nick Bolton is more of a traditional run stuff in linebacker. So he's going to be asked to do a fair amount. I can't imagine the Chiefs are going to roll out in their dime package a lot. You think you're going to go with nickel because of the running back threat. So mm-hmm. if they're running their nickel D, then it's going to be Bolton and Hitchens, you should imagine, which is great, obviously, for the people that don't want Ben Neiman on the field. Um, you'd, you'd think <laughs> it's going to be Bolton and Hitchens and they, they have a lot of responsibility to to go up and meet those running backs at, at the line. And I hope he can do it. It's like... It's a perfect game for him. Like, if they start throwing play action in there, he might get a little bit lost with people coming across the middle and whatnot. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, I like the pick. I, I do like the guy. I do like the guy. I do like the player. And I hope you're right. I really hope you're right for once, Brad. Because if you, I really hope you are right, if you are right, then we are all better for it. That is for sure. <laughs> um, my guy, my guy for this week is Travis Kelsey. Not because of I've course. picked him number one. Uh, in my first round of my fantasy league this week um, just because he always seems to play well against the Browns and he's yeah. like a Brown he's a Browns fan isn't he I just couldn't imagine it like playing for another team and scoring against the team that I love the team I grew yeah. up supporting and openly enjoying it and celebrating now, for me I don't know but maybe sports stars are wired differently to me that's why they're sports stars and I'm not not nothing to do with athletic ability but um yeah no Travis Kelsey <laughs> I, he always eats against the Browns he always plays well against the Browns he's a mismatch for anyone the Browns have thrown all sorts of players to try and cover him I think it was Denzel Ward last year that he shook out of yeah. his boots um when he ran that little out yeah. to in and then just spun him out and Denzel Ward didn't know what planet he was on what postcode he was in or zip code for our American listeners um yeah so I'm looking forward to seeing Travis Kelsey eat and getting well on his way to his first uh, another thousand yard season so yeah that's who I'm going for Am I right in saying he's only a few hundred yards away from breaking a record or something or, or level some great? I can't remember enter, who it was. This year, he can enter the top five in receiving yards in tight ends. <sighs> he can enter the top five. And he should, I think he needs 750 yards and not for Gronk to get X amount of yards for him to make it. But he's he's yeah. going to make it for sure. He's going to get in that top five by the end of the season, which yeah. is crazy because... I could make an argument that we're only getting to the halfway point of Travis Kelsey's professional career right now. I, I genuinely believe that. He he stays healthy enough that we could be having these conversations in five, six years' time still. I remember that touchdown he scored, but it was almost like over the over the shoulder catch in the end zone. It went like a bullet. Um, against the Browns. Against the Browns. Yeah. In 2000. That was, yeah, that was a sweet one. It's still one of my one of my favourite kind of players that I'd seen yeah. because... He just he just picked that thing out of the air like it was it, nothing. It was going like a missile, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. And I'm, I just remember the, the DB, the poor DB going up to get the ball. And he had positioned the DB. And Kelsey just kind of jumped, leant over him, said, nope, I'm having that. Thank you very much. I was like, like him away from him. Yeah, that, that game was fun. There's a sneaky good game to go and back and watch. Like, you ever want to watch the 2018 season, go back and watch that Browns game because no one talks about it. But the Chiefs offense that game was unbelievable. If you go, honestly, I've, I went back and watched it this off season. It's really, really fun entertainment. It makes you miss Kareem Hunt a little bit, but it was still really good fun. All right, then. Predictions. What we're going with in this week one game. Oh, predictions, prediction, predictions. I think the Chiefs come out, lay a marker and say, this is the team to be this year. We Scorched don't accept Earth. being second on the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings. We want to be first. So um, I think the Chiefs come out, lay a marker. Score 41 points and the yeah. Browns score 20. Really? Yeah. So you think the Chiefs are going to come out the gates 
beat the Browns, and then everybody goes, ah, it was only the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, can I revise that? Can I revise that? Because my, my, my theory is wrong. If the Chiefs are bring, winning by that much, there's no way in hell that the, the Browns are going to settle for field goals. So I'm going to say 14-21. Uh, 21. 21 instead. 41-21 to the Chiefs. 41-21. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that'd be good. Uh, okay, then I'm going to go. I'm I'm trying to be a little bit cautious with my prediction this week. I think because we've been starved of football for so long, and I just think I, the excitement can get to us. So I'm going to actually go with 34-27. Okay, slightly closer. Slightly closer. Um, I think yeah, week one. I think it's going to be. One of those things where uh, we see the Chiefs race off into a lead again and Andy Reid just closes the playbook later on. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla offense. Don't don't want to show everybody the, the, the full cards already. We would just want to, you know, mosey on through, get the get the dub. And then everyone leaves the Gerhard Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, don't even <laughs> <laughs> I can't call it that. I really can't call it that. But I know I know that in fact it's funny, there's quite a few uh uh, commentators are, are going to have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. They're going to have Definitely. real, real tongue, tongue twisters um, in, in, in saying that name, but uh, that's their job, not ours. <laughs> all right, then, mate. Uh, right. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. You can listen to the Great British Chief show in our new weekly slot every Wednesday during the new season. And if you have the time, obviously, please leave us a rating and a review because we do read them and we do make songs out of them. (laughs) You can also listen to more Chiefs-related content on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.